0: Hey, this is Ron Keel, the metal cowboy from the Ron Keel band, Steeler and Keel. Wow! I like a little shot of whiskey and a lot of rock and roll with my coffee. You're listening to the rock and roll coffee show. The best part
1: of waking up is rock and roll in your cup. Welcome, everyone. I am Joe Sabilia, and this is The Rock and Roll and Coffee Show, episode number 49. My guest tonight is John Cusimano, founder and singer-songwriter of the band Cringe. Now, John has a new project called Fastest Land Animal, and they just released their self-titled debut album back on March 5th, about a week ago from this episode. And I gotta tell you, the album is fantastic. I'm gonna talk to John about Fastest Land Animal, The Cringe, and not only is John a musician, but he is also a music entertainment lawyer. And he is married to TV host Rachel Ray. If you are listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, please make sure to hit that subscribe button. It may now be a follow button. They are changing that to say follow instead of subscribe. But whatever it says, go ahead and hit that button. That way you can stay up to date. And also please be sure to go over to Instagram. Find us at r and Coffee Show. Follow the show there. We would greatly appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Go pick up your copy of Fastest Land Animal's self titled debut album at fastestlandanimal.band. And I hope you enjoy this conversation with John Cusimano. John, how are you, my friend?
0: Hey, buddy. What's cooking?
1: Not what, much. You doing all right?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm doing good. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. Can you hear me okay? Perfectly. All right. We are recording right now, just so you know. So you okay, don't say cool. So you don't say anything bad.
0: Man, Mom, Dog Face Banana Patch. Oh no, did I just <laughs> no, say that? Don't say that.
1: Oh man. <laughs> where where you calling me from? New York?
0: Yeah, well I'm in the upstate New York. Uh-huh. Um I, uh typically split my time between uh New York City um, and uh upstate New York. Uh but because of the pandemic I've been in upstate New York since uh like they're just letting me know it's been exactly a year since last <laughs> happy, last March eleventh.
1: Happy been, anniversary!
0: Uh, happy anniversary of <laughs>
1: pandemic.
0: Here we are, a year later.
1: Oh man! Did uh, who would have thought? Right?
0: Oh my God! No, no one would have thought this is like crazy. This is it's, crazy. Uh, it's nothing, you know. It's like the stuff of a uh, uh, horror science fiction movie.
1: Right? right We're right. living it. Man. But you had um you're starting off this year pretty good with a new project, Fastest Land Animal.
0: Yeah. And very exciting for us.
1: Yeah, and I gotta say the album's fantastic.
0: Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. Really digging it. Been listening to it for a while now. A couple well, it only came out last week on the fifth, right?
0: Yeah, it came out March fifth. Yeah.
1: And I've I've had it for a couple of days, so I've been listening to it and like I said, it's fantastic. Great job on it. Thanks a lot. So we're going to talk about that, but you know, I want to I like to get into your journey a little bit of of where you started and where you're at now. So did you always grow up in New York? I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, I'm uh, originally I was born in Huntington, New York, but I've lived in uh in New York City pretty much uh the majority of my life. Uh certainly all of my adult life. Um in fact, I've lived Within uh, half a block of where my uh, my apartment is now, really for yeah for you know for thirty years um, so new york uh, you know, um, Greenwich Village is certainly it's my home it's where i <clears throat> where I most identify with and uh, so it's been a little weird not being there for a long time but sure. uh, yeah i'm I'm a New Yorker. My wife is uh from upstate New York. Mm-hmm. And um we uh we've been up here because of um what's going on on planet Earth. We've been up here exclusively for the last year, but uh yeah, normally we're we're down in uh, the Greenwich Village area of New York City and uh and uh that's that's where I'm from and where we where are you we, where 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 we're from
1: yeah yeah so when did you first get into music
0: oh geez I mean I've been uh playing uh piano and guitar since I was six years old I mean it's just been wow. part of my life for forever um, I started taking piano lessons when I was six years old uh, my father when I was six taught me three chords on the guitar Um and I took it from there. And uh, I've been playing drums ever since I was a little kid. So it's just uh,
1: so you, it's been you, forever you play like, for me. Did I hear this right? I thought I heard somewhere that you play like 50 different instruments or something like that. <laughs> I
0: don't know about 50, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I play... Uh, I play drums. I play, you know, guitar. For, for sure, piano and keyboards. I've I can play uh trumpet and play tuba um wow just uh <clears throat> yeah like i i can uh i can do the one man band thing <laughs> if you uh you give me like a a a studio and a whole bunch of instruments i can i can pretty much come up with an album which
1: i is see i see
0: what i you know what i do, what, what we've uh the way I my my writing process goes you know for le- fastest land animal and from other projects that I've worked on mm-hmm. is I'll sit in a studio and I'll I'll come up with a demo with drums, bass, guitar, uh, piano, keyboards, singing, and and uh, that'll be the basis for how the the song develops. You
1: know. Mm-hmm. Have you always wrote music like that? like even when you were um, younger or or it was when you when you were younger did, was it a whole band thing that you can contributed to the songs or
0: yeah i mean it's um when i was younger I, I was definitely it was more of a band thing or me playing piano on my own mm-hmm. um as uh technology has evolved it's become a lot easier for me and you know quite fr- frankly for everyone to uh who's who is interested in doing that to to be able to have their laptop um have a whole studio built into their laptop and uh and be able to play every instrument and layer it and basically create that way yeah. um which is re- it's really liberating to be able to um to be able to create a song um and write using uh basically having a studio at your fingertips
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, did um did you you recorded this album that way right
0: well um we recorded um i had all the demos recorded that way and then we were able to record remotely um but we did it you know the normal process would be uh me and my bandmates would go to a an actual commercial or professional studio and perform together and uh and record that and and then you would uh layer tracks over that whether it's uh you know you'd, you'd all play together and have a nice drum track and a nice bass track and then you would put a guitar track over that and put um vocals over that and keyboards over that and but we were able to using the technology that's available to us now do this all remotely from um, our own homes Mm. we're all uh... everyone in the band has their own little home studios so we were able to listen to the music discuss uh... the arrangements uh... rewrite stuff and edit stuff and then uh... we would say to andrew our drummer okay play the drums this way so he would go off on his own uh, in his own uh, home studio for about a day or two or three, and come back with the drum track, and then we'd be like, "Cool, that's good," or maybe we need to change something here or there, or if not, then we would put <clears throat> the bass part over that, and then we'd come back and then put the guitars over that, and then at the end put the uh, vocals over that. So it was uh, a <clears throat> was really actually an efficient way of working.
1: Yeah, yeah. We
0: all we were all staying home. We didn't have to get up every morning, go to a studio, and sit around. You know, I always make a joke that <clears throat> if we're <clears throat> recording in a studio, everyone in the band has to sit around while the uh, you know we EQ. Uh, yeah, yeah. The drum set for you know a
1: lot of a <laughs> lot of downtime.
0: We don't have to deal with that now. Now we just we get the drum sound. Or Andrew, in this case, gets the drum sound and then brings it back to us. And uh, it was it was kind of fun and um, a very uh, uh, efficient way of working, quite frankly.
1: And, uh, and you're not paying a studio.
0: Right. And we don't have to pay uh, whatever the studio rates are. And then it all gets glued together at the end. And um, it sounds like we're all in the same room together, even though we never were. We yeah. were all in different parts of the country.
1: That's amazing, isn't it?
0: it really is technology is pretty pretty cool you know thank thank god for things like zoom where uh unfortunately we've all been distanced and unable to see each other in person but at least we could experience hanging out with each other via sure all these different uh different tech you know things like zoom and whatever
1: now is this the first time you've recorded like this
0: yeah it is
1: Okay, because in um, your other band, the Cringe has been around since what, like early two thousands.
0: Yeah, and we've so. we've always recorded traditionally. We went to the studio together and did everything like you know, like a regular rock and roll band. Yeah. So uh, this is the first time we did this, and to be honest with you, it was actually kind of kind of easy.
1: Might do it again in the future.
0: Yeah, we 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 just might. <laughs> in fact, I'm working right now. I'm working on writing. Uh, Songs for the second fastest land animal record.
1: Already. You're you're writing songs already for the second record.
0: I am indeed.
1: Man. So this album just came out and everything is still kinda on hold. So what what are your plans for this album? Uh
0: well, you know, normally we would all saddle up, get on the road and tour and like, you know, play fifty bajillion shows all over the country and all over North America and all over Europe and do our normal thing that we would normally do, but that's not happening right now. Right. So mm. um, so we're focusing on uh, recording uh, a second album. Um, as soon as it's safe, as soon as we're allowed, as soon as the world goes back to some sense of normal, yes, we will, we will tour, we will be on the road and we'll play live shows because that's really the... I mean, that's the most fun thing is to play live to play in front of people to get that immediate feedback from the crowd
1: yeah that um, energy.
0: but you know unfortunately that's not what's going on in the world right now and uh so we'll just keep recording music and uh you know the album, as it is is uh it's a short album it's yeah, well, fast punchy and like it's thirty minutes right? thirty minutes yes thirty minutes long, which is The Ramones did that with their first album, so I figure if the Ramones can do it, it's okay for everyone else to do it. But um, we can, you know, for sure, it would be great to have another album, Uh, even if the second album's 30 minutes long, too, then we have an hour's worth of material, and we can, you know, like, you know, play. We can, for sure, play shows.
1: Now, you mentioned the Ramones. Were they one of your influences growing up?
0: I mean, heck yeah. The Ramones are...
1: Especially coming Arguably from New York? Arguably
0: the original. What's that?
1: Especially coming from New York?
0: Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> they're, you know, they're the, the original punk rock superstar superheroes. That That's them. I You know, still to this day, I think of uh, when I was a little kid, I <clears throat> saw that movie uh, Rock and Roll High School. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, Jerry Ramon coming into PJ Solz's bedroom singing, I Want You Around. Like, that's just... <laughs> that's <laughs> There's nothing, nothing better than that, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. What, who else did you listen to when you were growing up and, you know, getting your influences?
0: I mean, like, I would think everyone else who's in a band, um, they could say they're not influenced by, but I don't believe it. The Beatles are, are you know, mm-hmm, pretty much mm-hmm. every everyone who's in a band, they're in a band because of the Beatles. The Beatles started what everyone in the band is doing now. Mm-hmm um they've done it they did it the best and no one's ever been better than them so for sure the beatles um i loved bands you know like the who the who to me were they were kind of had that punk rock thing before punk rock but they also had that uh that beatle um thing where they had really well written songs and great ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved, uh, you know, Buzzcocks to me were a great band because they were certainly a punk rock band, but they had these melodies that seemed, they seemed simple, but they really weren't. They were really complex.
1: Right.
0: But really catchy. Uh, Husker Du was another big influence on me. Um, I loved the fact that Husker Du wrote these, like, really catchy, almost sixties uh Motown girl group sweet sounding melody songs but wrapped in this really nasty gnarly package.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Um I mean the list goes on but those are
1: so you sound the... you sound like you got a lot of uh, punk influence.
0: Oh yeah for sure. Yeah. I mean that was the whole idea of Fastest Land Animals to do uh you know, a punk a punk a punk record.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it definitely does have some of that that feel in it. It reminds me of like an indie rock type punk type act, you know, just a rock and cool. record. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Now That's that...
0: the idea, I mean, we're trying we're not trying to like split the atom or do anything too sanctimonious or too gargantuanly, hugely earth-shattering. You just want to have a punk rock Rocking record—that was the idea.
1: Yeah, and I think you nailed it, man. So you—you cool. you got that—that's out on Listen Records. Is that a what yeah, kind of label? Yeah, that's our—that's that? our label. Okay, your own label.
0: Yeah, but we distribute it through um, <clears throat> through a, a bigger label. I can't think of right now, but Listen mm-hmm. Records is our uh, record label.
1: Okay. So, what made you go off and and do this project and and? Go a different, a little bit different direction than the Cringe, because you just released an album in 2019, right? With the Cringe.
0: Yeah, we. um, The Cringe has always been part of my life, and we've. I've. Cringe is more of a traditional rock band. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe more of a classic rock meets grunge rock, sort of Pearl Jam meets The Who meets Foo Fighters kind of sound. And uh, quite frankly, I just never liked the name of The Cringe, but it stuck with me because I've, I've had that name for my band for so long. Um, so the idea for Fastest Land Animal, the name Fastest Land Animal existed before Fastest Land, fastest land Animal actually existed. Okay. I thought it was a cool sounding name. uh uh-huh. um, And then because it has the word fast in it, it uh, kind of evoked uh, a punk rock fast kind of thing. So um, I just I kept writing songs with the idea that, okay, well, I'm going to have this project at some point called Fastest Land Animal. It's going to be a little more punk. All the songs are going to be short. They're all going to be fast. And, um, and when I have enough songs to actually record something, I'm going to get a couple of my friends, and we're going to do it. So I was at that point uh, a while ago, Actually it was um it was pre pandemic mm-hmm. and I was at my buddy I don't know if you know who Bob Schneider is. He's uh, an Austin based singer, songwriter, a good friend of mine, uh pretty well known, uh very successful, been around a while mm-hmm. and we write a lot of songs together and he often would come to my studio in upstate New York. I would often go to his studio in um in outside of Austin, Texas. So uh, a while, this is pre-lockdown, I was in his studio, and uh, we were writing, I don't know, our 50th song that we've written together. Together, And uh, I said, I have this idea for this band called Fastest Land Animal, and every song's going to be at least 150 beats per minute, which is, uh, tempo-wise, pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. And uh, And he goes, that's easy. And then <laughs> an hour later, we wrote a song called Bubble Candy. Which is uh third song on the album yeah, on that's the, one
1: of, one of my favorites
0: track, right track on the album he uh he is featured uh, on that song singing um and we co-wrote it together, and that was sort of the springboard for everything else and then um I just kept writing we we eventually uh had enough songs for an e p, and we figured we'd have a handful of songs, four, five, six songs. I called up our uh, the, a producer that we've been working with on the last few Cringe records, a uh, guy by the name of Don Gilmore, who's worked with bands like.
1: He's uh, worked with what, like, Eve uh, Six like and Lincoln Park, yeah.
0: Eve Six. Yeah, so uh, you've definitely heard his work before, and uh, he's a friend, and he's really easy for us to work with. And uh, we started recording *Fascist Land Animal*, the EP, and then um, once you start recording, you, um, it's a creative process and it kind of triggers you to to keep being creative. So I kept writing songs and eventually I had um, 30 minutes worth of material, which it's, it's not a long album. It's only 30 mm-hmm. minutes, but it's long enough to be an album. And uh, thinking about how the Ramones' first album was about 30 minutes, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty punk rock. Just do a 30-minute album. Yeah. And that's, that's where we
1: ended up. Now, why did you decide to keep the identity hidden?
0: (laughs) It's pretty (laughs) funny. We had, we had a, you know, a a new band, fastest land animal. And, uh, I kind of wanted to see what, how people would react to an album if they had no idea it was me. Um, you know, some people know me as uh being married to Rachel Ray. Right. Um, people know us from uh being in the cringe and touring with Molly Crue and Alice Cooper and doing all this like more traditional heavy hard rock kind of thing. And uh I was just curious to see um much like when the cringe came out with their first with with our first album, no one knew who we were, no one there, there was no no preconceived notions of anything. Right. So I I, I was really curious to see what pe- how people would judge just the music on its own merits without uh, any preconceived notions. So that's where that came from, and then um, that expanded into us. Um, you know, it could be like a like when the Beatles did Sgt. Pepper, or even more recently, Green Day had a band called um, the Network. Mm-hmm. this is a few mm-hmm. years ago where wherein green day um, became this other band to the point where you didn't see their faces and they actually released an album and had a feud with green Day as their <laughs> alter egos so they, they they like went deep and really
2: pretended yeah.
0: that they not only that they weren't Green Day, but that they hated Green Day, which yeah, is kind yeah, of yeah. funny. That is. I, I, um, did, I never
1: knew that happened. I'm going to have to look that up.
0: Yeah, look out the network. Actually, the network just came out with a new album not too long ago. Uh huh. But their original, al- and everyone knows it's Green Day now, but back when their first album came out, I, I don't know, it's a few years ago, literally people had. Th- there was this whole feud where. Billy Joe was fighting with whoever the lead singer of the network (laughs) is, which is really Billy Joe. Like that guy ripped me off. He's a jerk.
1: And it was, they must've had a blast with that.
0: Oh yeah, totally. So uh, that that was, you know, a little bit of an inspiration for what we did. And, uh, we, we had so much fun with it. Uh, and and particularly because we're in a pandemic and we can't get together. and We can't do like a normal video or do a normal tour. We're like, let's like, Let's make videos where you don't see us. Hence yeah, we that, did that's... our first video, which was sock puppets. So that's not us. And then we did a second video where there's a band playing with TVs on their heads, so you can't see us. And we actually were gonna we were gonna keep this thing going for as long as we could.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But our uh, our publicist. Uh, convinced us to um, let the that. cat out of the bag on March fifth when our album came out. So yeah, yeah. we did. But I'm almost I'm, I'm almost regretting it. I kind of thought it was fun to be incognito and uh-huh. be this make believe band with make believe names and the whole make believe characters, make believe backstories, which is what we did.
1: Why, why Why are you regretting it? I don't know. It
0: was kind of fun to just have this band and see people. You know, we got, uh, like, um, a lot of traction, and, like, you know, like, people were just digging the band, and it was fun to see people online trying to guess who we really are. We had people thinking we're, like, some sort of combination of Eagles of Death Metal and Queens of the Stone Age, and, and, uh, and it was just kind of fun to... Hide behind a curtain, yeah, like the Wizard of Oz or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. What What was the reaction once uh, you you told people who you were?
0: Um. Everyone said, oh, "You guys suck." On, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> I think, I think it's fine.
0: You know, I, people people are cool with it. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, you know, we we like really came up with with different characters. Like my my uh, my name in the band is Screaming Jack Novak. <laughs> And uh, I came up with a whole backstory. I was raised in rural England, and then we all met in the, uh, somehow, all of us, uh, Shark Samuels is our drummer, it was really Andrew Meskin, and um, our bass player is uh, Alphonse Castillo, <laughs> and we all ended up in, uh, in and around Sun- the Sunset Strip in L.A., where we all met, and we were homeless, and... Uh, we toured around that uh, area of the world, and, um, but it's all—you know—it's all just fun, made-up stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, the bass player Johnny it was with you in yep. the Cringe, right?
0: Yeah, Johnny's our uh, the Cringe bass player for many years.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, how come? I, I guess how come the rest of the Cringe didn't go into this project?
0: Um, uh, no particular reason. Uh, Johnny is. Um, you know, I'm close with all the guys in the cringe. I just felt Johnny was the most punk rock, rocky-ish mm-hmm. of the guys in the cringe, and and this particular project would resonate with him more than maybe it would with some of the other guys in the band. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I f- I felt he should definitely be part of this project, and he is.
1: Cool. Well, yeah, and 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 Andrew was a friend. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Andrew is uh, not only a friend, he's, um, the, we have, um, the normal drummer for the cringe is a guy by the name of Sean Pelton, who you may know from his work, and, uh, he's been in the Saturday Night Live house band for years and years, and he's played, he's played with everyone from Bruce Springsteen to U2 to Sheryl Crow to, you know, pretty much everyone on Planet Earth. Uh Uh-huh. And, um, and Meskin, uh, Andrew Meskin is his, when Sean's not available, Andrew's the guy who plays drums in the Cringe
1: for us. I see. Okay. Okay. Um, so the Cringe, now you guys did the Motley Crue Alice Cooper tour.
0: We did indeed.
1: Man. We were on the
0: tour with, we were on the road with both of those bands for
1: about a year and a half. Damn, that must have been a blast.
0: It was indeed. I mean, they're, um, first of all, when you're on tour with Motley Crue, you get really good catering. Which an <laughs> well, army you get, marches on its stomach. You, you so get that's that at home, important. don't you? Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that goes without saying.
1: Yeah, for those that are um, listening that don't know, your wife is the, the Rachel Ray.
0: She is indeed. Yeah,
1: so, so, you, so you get all I have, kinds of I have great food. I have
0: no complaints with the food at home. But if I'm if I'm on the road, um, you know, sometimes you go you go on tour and there's there's very limited food options. You find yourself in a uh, a waffle house at 2 a.m. in uh, in yeah. uh, somewhere in uh, South Carolina. Yeah, it's the only thing that's open. But yeah, Motley Crue, they 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 are uh, everyone. If you tour with Motley Crue, you're being you're well fed.
1: Nice. So they treat yep. you good.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a that was a fun tour. It was all arenas. Um, and what what's great about being uh, being the opening act for a band, or in this case for Alice Cooper and for Motley Crew, is that you do your set. And our set was normally about a half hour or so. Um, so we get to go out there and play in front of whatever it is eighteen thousand people, twenty thousand people. 33,000 people, depending on the size of the venue, mm-hmm. and just like rock out. And then you get to watch two really great yeah. rock
1: concerts every night. Uh,
0: every night, right, exactly.
1: Oh, man. Now, they're not the only big acts you've toured with with The Cringe. I mean, you've been out with what? ZZ Top, Cheap Trick.
0: Sure. Yep.
1: So, how did The Cringe come together? I mean, did you put that band together? Did you find all the members, or I mean, how'd that work?
0: Yeah. Oh my God, this we're going back
2: <laughs> a few years, but
0: yeah, that was just uh, that. That's been my band for uh, for many, many years, and um, and I just I met uh, uh, Sean lives about three blocks away from where I live at home. I met him through a mutual friend. Um, Johnny, I met through our... Actually, we had a bass player by the name of Matt uh, years ago, and Matt, um, early on, moved out to Bakersfield, California, wasn't able to be in the Crimson anymore. He introduced me to Johnny. Um, our guitar player, Roto, I met through Sean. And uh, I met Andrew through Johnny. And, uh, yeah, it's just been like a family and okay. um, Known each other for years. Sure.
1: Now, what did Matt go out to Bakersfield for? I gotta I ask because I, 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 I used to live out in Bakersfield for about five years. Oh, did you? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think his his wife was from there, so he moved out out there. And uh, I keep in touch. He's doing well. He's still out there. Um, he's still out there. I think he's got a little farm and
1: yeah, yeah. That's about what's there. Growing,
0: yeah, growing <laughs> things.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, so you had two, re- two songs released off of fastest land animal album so far, right? The, uh, too close to the fire yep, too, and answers yep. in my head
0: answer in my head. And yeah, too close to the fire. The first, uh, those are the two videos that are out
1: now. Yeah. So you were talking about the sock puppets. I mean, where'd you get that idea to do the sock puppet video? Uh,
0: that was my idea. I, I, you know, thinking through how are we going to do a video when we first of all can't safely get together and shoot a video second of all as long as we're not getting together and shooting a video safely and we all, we all, we are also being incognito and and being secretive about who we are What are we gonna do? Right. And there's a show I don't know if you remember um, that was on MTV back in the '90s called Cyphal and Ollie.
1: I don't remember that show.
0: Yeah, it was basically these evil sock puppets that would. (laughs) It's like really kind of funny show, and they would um, play music and um, be. It was a really dry sense of humor, and they were, but they were sock puppets. And I I thought, like, hey, let's do a syphilin ollie video to the point where I'm like, I got to find this guy who did syphilin ollie and have him do the video. So I tried really hard, uh-huh. reached out to everyone I know and everyone that they knew and everyone that they, they knew. And I tried to find the guy who created syphilin and ollie and couldn't find him. Couldn't like, like no, I don't, I don't know where he is. He's in, he's gone. I, I mean, he's somewhere. I hope, but I couldn't get in touch with them, so I'm like, okay, let's well, let's keep let's do a sock puppet video anyway. Um, it won't be Cifl and Ollie, but it'll be us. So uh, that was the idea, and then we came up with uh, the band. Uh, we all had our sock puppet identities. And <laughs> did you each uh, make them? Sock puppets. What's that?
1: Did you each make your own puppets?
0: No, that okay. was um, was my idea, but Andrew Meskin, our drummer. He directed and performed that video. All those sock puppets are his hands. Okay. I think his his wife's hand may be in there or holding a camera or something, but he pulled that off uh, quite cleverly. Cleverly, I thought, uh-huh. and quite well.
1: Yeah, and then, and then so the next one answers in my head. You guys yep. had, to, had your faces covered with TV helmets.
0: Right. So for answer in my head again, we had this. Um, challenge of we couldn't all get together. Um, also, we wanted to hide our identities. And I thought of this band called The Residents. I don't know, um, know if you remember them. But they they no one ever knew who they were. They had uh, big eyeballs on their heads. Yeah. Um, like, literally, their head was a big eyeball. So you couldn't see their faces. And then uh, I had this idea, the song Answer My Head, uh is you know generally about uh, being overwhelmed with all this information coming in from whether it's online or on TV or you know wherever and being overwhelmed by all that so uh i had this again the idea of let's have TVs on our heads and then that gives us the first of all the freedom to hide our identities And second of all, we can, on the actual TV screens on our heads, project whatever we want. Mm
2: -hmm. And then
0: we can have a big TV behind us and project whatever we want on that. So uh, that was the idea for the video. And uh, again, Andrew and some friends of his and ours pulled that off. And we weren't even in the video. That was three buddies of ours. Who were in another band, not us? Oh wow! Pretending to be us, yeah. They were stand-ins.
1: <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. that vid- that video looks pretty awesome.
0: Thanks. Yeah, that was shot out in, uh, I believe, in uh, Huntington uh, or nearby Huntington, Long Island. Which is funny because that's my hometown where I was born.
1: Uh huh. So, you, are that's you gonna you gonna do a third video?
0: Oh yeah, we're working on the third video. Will be bubble candy. Which will also feature our friend. Uh, we call him Bip Frisco. That's his his uh, his fake name for fastest land animal. But his real name is Bob Schneider. Right. So uh, we're working on some ideas for that.
1: Are you going to be in this uh, one?
0: Well, I don't know. Since people know be, now, aren't we?
1: <laughs> <laughs> people know who you are now, right?
0: So. Oh, I don't know. Maybe we'll put TVs on our heads again. <laughs> i always make the joke that uh we still the tvs we had a a hat uh head measuring uh miscalculation and we couldn't get the tvs off our heads and we still They're have them still on our heads and it's really uncomfortable and it's hard to sleep and i hard bet to it eat, is yeah you
1: know. <laughs> now now the cringe you guys have uh i noticed um the cringe and friends music videos you've been doing
0: yeah, we uh, well we've been doing that for Rachel's show in particular. Okay, okay.
1: Um,
0: that's something that we're you know we're able to record remotely. So we'll each play our part in our little home studio or in our homes. Then we take all the pieces and glue them together. You know, sort of looks like a Brady Bunch thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, we've been doing quite a few songs for Rachel's show. Uh those are mostly covers and fun songs and Rachel's involved in that and
1: Yeah, she's and, singing you know, in those songs. I and I never knew she could sing. She's got a great voice. She
0: can, yeah, she's a great singer. <laughs> and you know, normally if it was if life was the way it used to be, we would play gigs. We would do like gigs uh for um we have a Christmas party, a holiday party where everyone would come by. We'd have few hundred people in a room and we'd be playing and Rachel would sing with us on stage or um Rachel and I got married in Italy and we always every year have a big party in Italy uh where we got married with our band and we all perform and everyone sings along and Rachel sings along but we can't do that right now so yeah. we figured out a way to do it remotely and it's uh definitely it's not as fun as being in person but it's sure it's fun
1: yeah i mean it, and like i said it, it all sounded great the ones i was watching on youtube it was really oh, thanks, cool I
2: appreciate it
1: yeah yeah so now in 2020 you guys had a not only the pandemic but you also had your house catch on fire correct
0: well we had a couple of not so good things happen um back in you know we were in the middle of the pandemic we've been Upstate, uh, since March 11th, it's been a, literally a year now. Um, in May, May 5th, our beloved Isabu, yeah, uh, who was yeah. 15, our, our dog for 15 years, she passed on, uh, very peacefully, very, I mean, she went as, as gracefully as you could go, but, yeah, you know, and she was old and, but, uh, it, that was that was terrible that's, yeah, that's, that rip, yeah that out. yeah
1: man. losing a pet is it, i mean it's awful yeah it's a family member yeah, they're
0: like they're they're like you they're they're literally your family members,
1: yeah, so.
0: that was horrible and then on august ninth uh our house burned down what the fuck? So. <laughs> we we we're, we're lucky enough that we have a little tiny little guest house across the road, uh-huh. which is where we've been living ever since and where I'm calling you from now. Yeah. But yeah, it was really bizarre. We were sitting at home. It was about seven thirty at night. I was eating delicious pasta that Rachel had made for us. Um and we you know, we don't have, we're in the middle of the woods, in the middle of nowhere. And mm-hmm. so no one ever comes to our back door and or bangs on our back door but there was some dude out there banging on our back door. Thank God that he did.
2: Because
0: yeah. he said, your roof's on fire. And at first I rolled my eyes.
2: Right, to right.
0: No, you don't understand. I just called 911. Your roof's on fire. <laughs> I'm like, really? So I went outside and kind sure of enough. backed up and looked at the roof, and sure enough, it was on fire. Oh. There was some sort of creosote buildup in the chimney, which we had had. Cleaned twice a year like you're supposed to, but I don't know, didn't work. Uh. So uh, thank God for that guy.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so we, you know, we I grabbed uh, a phone charger and my laptop, and Rachel grabbed pretty much nothing. We took uh, Bella, our, our dog, now, mm-hmm. um, and we drove across the street to our house, figuring, ah, eh, whatever, we'll just. You know, they'll probably have to do some construction work on the house. We'll just get our stuff later. But the house burnt down to the oh, ground. So you... we literally had nothing. I, I was in a pair of boat shoes and shorts and a T-shirt. And
1: oh, uh, it's gotta be Rachel was awful.
0: similarly, she was like in flip-flops and, and pajamas or something. And that's all we had. And oh. uh, and we just watched across the street as our house just burnt and burnt and burnt and burnt until there was nothing left. Oh,
1: god i'm so sorry luckily my
0: music thank you my music studio which is above the garage which is a separate structure from the rest of the house uh-huh. that survived because it's a separate structure oh, so man. my music studio i haven't been able to use it for months because there's so much work going on up there and uh-huh. remediation and everything else but all you know all my instruments and guitars and uh all that stuff survived, so uh-huh. I'll be able to use that again, but other than that, everything else got burnt to the ground,
1: man, so are you rebuilding?
0: yeah, we've been uh rebuilding since uh as soon as we could mm-hmm. and they're they're doing a good job and they're they're cooking along and there's a frame there's a structure, there's walls inside mm-hmm. um and actually seeing the house framed out and built out, we've been through there a couple of times. It's kind of even more creepy than seeing a burnt down house, because now you're looking around and you're realizing, you don't like everything you owned is gone.
2: Like yeah. <laughs> em- You're looking empty around house. at an empty
0: house and white walls and like, wow, really? Like, it's all gone. Like, I, do we have to replace all of that.
2: Jesus. Which
0: is, uh, it's overwhelming. But, uh, you know, no one got hurt
2: yeah thank god
0: yeah. and you know it could have been like if that whoever that guy was that banged on our, on our back door had he not done that we could have gone to sleep and you know yeah god knows what would happen so have
1: you have you seen him since no yeah. i haven't <laughs> <the> <laughs> really just gone
0: no he's wow. like this like amazing like little angel yeah he was your angel that night saved our lives and went away
1: Went on and did his own He was like,
0: "Could we have a we have a little um, pathway that goes behind our house, an easement that goes behind our house, uh-huh. um, where people ride either ATVs or snowmobiles?" And I think he's one of those guys.
1: Wow! Well, thank God for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, where can people buy your album? I know they can get it on Any... streaming, but is it it's a physical copy available?
0: Yeah, if you go to fastestlandanimal.band, dot band, somehow we figured out the dot band thing. I don't know how we did that, but Meskin's really good, <laughs> uh, our drummer, with figuring out how to uh, corner the market online.
1: So dot band, um, not dot com. Yeah. Okay.
0: No, dot fastestlandanimal.band. dot band. Yep. So yeah, we you can listen to the album anywhere you consume music: Spotify and Amazon and iTunes and you know all those other places. But we, we actually, right now, have for sale, we're doing, we do CDs, we do vinyl, we're doing actual cassettes, because, you know, it's the 80s, hey, hey let's Hey, back
1: the cassettes.
0: And uh, T-shirts and merch and all that stuff, so, uh, yeah, you can buy all that stuff online right now.
1: What made you want to do cassettes? I don't
0: know, it just felt like uh, like kind of punk rock like bad brains their uh-huh. first album was only available on cassette uh-huh. um it felt like an 80s gnarly punk rock thing to do yeah even though you know cassettes don't really sound good and i don't even know where you'd play them these days but
1: oh i, I still got you, a cassette you... player
0: oh good for you i, so I still there, have there all my go. own cassette. to cassettes
1: yeah yeah that's awesome I remember right.
0: you need to like get your pencil out to like re like wind it when the tape like spills out yeah, all over did, the inside of the machine. Yeah, didn't that make you
1: so mad back in the day when you'd be yeah. listening and all of a sudden it stops and you pull the tape out and it just keeps going. Right,
0: then
1: you, know? you get your number
0: two pencil with the eraser and like <laughs> spin and put it in the spindle and rewind it back up together.
1: So. Did you ever have one snap on you and then you taped it back together and it worked? Just had a little um, quiet. No, part I, I,
0: it? I definitely had it snap on me. Um I don't know that I was successfully able to tape it back together.
1: Yeah, it works. But
0: um yeah, we we did um a uh, few albums ago the cringe we we recorded an album completely anal- uh, analog on tape. Really? And yeah, we want we needed to do an edit and we had some input from our friend Steve Lillywhite, who's uh uh producer who's worked with bands like U2 and a whole bunch of other people, uh, Peter Gabriel, uh, Dave Matthews, and he said, you should do an edit here and cut out this measure of music. And I said, well, how do we do that? Because we're not working in Pro Tools or on computer, <laughs> we're, we're on tape. Yeah. He goes, just do a tape edit, you know? There's gotta be someone around this studio. We were working in a studio that's now called Power Station. Uh well, it was called Power Station, then then it was called Avatar, now it's called Power Station again in New York.
2: Uh-huh.
0: One of the classic uh studios of all time. And he's like, There's gotta be someone here who can do a tape edit. and sure enough there was. Back in the in the room where all the engineers live and work on gear, there was a guy there who says, I can do that and he literally took a razor blade. Yeah. Like old school. Like he cut cut the tape, uh cut out what we didn't want in the song and taped it back together. That's how they used to do it. You
1: know? Yeah, yeah. The first band I was ever in, we, I mean, we recorded on tape back in the day. But that, oh, that's awesome. I mean, that's an amazing skill. To be...
0: Yeah, it's it's like a skill that's kind of lost now because it's so easy to make a really great sounding album just on your laptop, but yeah. there's something special about having that ability to record and edit on tape.
1: yeah. Yeah, you know,
0: I hope that skill doesn't go away.
1: Do you think home recording and how it's getting so? I mean, like you guys made this record in your own studios and it sounds fantastic. Do you think that technology is going to hurt studios, like regular recording studios?
0: I mean, I think it already is. Right? I mean, I would there's think so. so many, so many amazing Hit Factory and Sony and all these great studios. It's, you know, I just know but in new york city they're vol they're vol- closed the only thing left at this point is uh power stations still there, thank god mm-hmm. and uh and electric lady still there but, and there's some cool studios at the bunker and some other things in out in Brooklyn, but by and large i mean they uh, studios are closing, yeah um it's unfortunate, but i mean it's good. In that it democratizes the the recording process, and then you have artists like Billy Eilish, who her and her brother record amazing sounding albums in their you know yeah. bedroom in their parents' house, and uh, that's great. Uh, but it is sad because there's something really. Um, I don't think it's even nostalgia. It's just it, there's a real. It's it's just a, it's a great process to be in a studio in a great sounding room with a drum kit and a band and you guys are all looking each other in the face and mm-hmm. playing music.
2: Mm-hmm. We were
0: lucky enough uh years ago we were on tour and as the cringe in uh in all over the UK and we had a day off and we spent the day in Abbey Road in Studio 2 which oh, is nice. the that's where the Beatles recorded all their records, you know, 99.9% of their records. Yeah. So we were able to record in that studio and, uh, there's, you know, you can't, there's no replacement for the sound of that room and, you know, the sound of whether it's the power station's live room and, and just the vibe of doing that. But, you know, we, uh, we're, we're, we make do, we're, you know, and do what we can, and we were able to record a rock album just from our own homes and uh, not being together.
1: Right, right. And you had Chris Lord Algy mixed it, correct?
0: Yeah, he mixed um, the last two Cringe records also, mm-hmm. and uh, Don Gilmore works with Chris Lord Algy all the time, so it's, it's cool because it's sort of like a package deal. Like if you're working with Don, if you want CLA to mix your record, you'll get CLA to mix your record. And, okay. You know, who better, who better to mix your record? Than yeah, CLA. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mixing is tough. I'll tell you. You ever try to mix yeah. stuff?
0: Nah. It's <laughs> besides, not my, uh... besides
1: drinks, I know you do that, but <laughs> ah, I
0: can, I can mix drinks. That's easy. Yeah. Mixing an album. It's a whole like skill set and you really have to be like laser focused. And you know, I, I can't just be in a room EQing a snare drum for eight days or whatever they do.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely an art to that also.
0: For sure. Yeah.
1: But, but, uh, one more thing you used to be, or you still are, I guess a entertainment lawyer, correct?
0: Yeah. I'm i I'm still a lawyer. I've, I, I have a license. Um, I haven't, like I don't work at a law firm I haven't done that in years uh-huh. I've spent uh most of the last couple of decades of my life working with Rachel and focusing on uh what she does mm-hmm. and uh but i did i used to be uh be in the film business and worked on uh licensing and distributing independent film uh so that came in handy when uh I started working on Rachel's businesses because uh we do a lot of licensing and merchandising deals and they, they were not dissimilar to uh film deals. Yeah. So it's a good it was a good good skill set to have.
1: So did you want to be a musician when you were growing up or did you want to be a lawyer or neither?
0: Uh well music. I mean music music's always been my love and uh-huh. my my thing. Um but I ended up uh Going to law school and working in, in entertainment law and uh, enjoying it. And and that was a good thing to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right, well, good.
0: But, you know, music music is where it's at for me.
1: Sure. Well, like I said at the beginning, you know, Fastest Land Animal, a fantastic album. I definitely recommend it to everybody. Um, Thank they, you. Fastestlandanimal.band, they can pick it up and it's
0: available now wherever you consume music
1: and is available on all the streaming platforms of course i'm sure you prefer they go buy the physical copy though right
0: hey whatever works (laughs) as long as as long as people are listening i'm happy
1: yeah yeah all right john well listen man i appreciate you taking the time to chat with me tonight um
0: hey joe thanks i appreciate you taking the time as well
1: yeah man hey this is on your own label so can we play a song or no?
2: Yeah, go ahead.
1: What, what, what song should we play? I'll play it, uh, 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 let the listeners hear it at the end.
0: Go to uh, do Answer in My Head, the latest single.
1: All right, we'll do it. We'll put it on. And once again, John, take care.
0: All right, Joe, I appreciate it, buddy.
1: All right, man, we'll see you.
0: Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Right,
1: bye.